Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu and we're continuing the conversation on the Make It Ghana initiative that we at City FM and City TV are championing as part of promoting Ghana and the patronage of indigenous goods. Uh, last week we brought you an interview with the National Film Authority on their perspective on this agenda. You know the whole program is on three legs, that's film, tourism, and investment. And for today, we are focusing on the tourism part of it, and we are speaking to the CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority, Mr. Akwesi Ajaman. You're welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Michael. Awesome. Now, uh, I would ask first off what your take is on the current state of tourism in the country. I know your outfit has been doing a lot in that space, but tell us, what's your general assessment, first of all? Uh, thank you, Michael, and mm. uh, thanks for coming. I believe, uh, I'll say we are rebounding strongly. Mm. Uh, rebounding because we all know what COVID did to our sector. Mm. I mean, uh, if you had asked me in 2019, I would say we we're doing great. Mm. Uh, but then we had the shocks of 2020, and since then, we've had to rebuild. Back mm. and, it's been a strong rebound. I mean, if you look at the numbers that we are posting, both domestically and internationally in terms of arrivals, it's good. Mm. And so I would say we are rebounding strongly. And also we are at a point where now the national conversation at least now includes tourism. Mm. I mean, we've been on the fringes for far too long, yeah. uh, but to have, for example, yesterday at the State of the Nations address, mm. the president mentioned five sectors that could help us rebound, and tourism was one of them. To yeah. have that sort of conversation in parliament, even at the highest level of government, with the president himself, I mean, giving that vote of confidence in the sector, I think is something that we can be proud of, but it's still work uh to be done there's a lot of work to be done there's work ahead there's a lot of uh, stakeholder uh engagements and approaches that we have to put in place to make sure that uh the resurgence that we've seen is not just an idea wonder mm. interesting and and I, I must say the 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 sector has shown some very significant proof of resilience yeah. considering how uh, things have bounced back after COVID hits. but in your estimation how fully back or recovered would you say uh, the industry has uh, from the impact of COVID-19? I think um, we're still we're about 90% there if mm. I should put it that way because mm. if you look at international arrivals in 2019 we had about 1.13 uh, thereabouts mm. so closer to 1.2 we're doing now about uh, closer to a million mm. so um, it, it shows some resilience for us to be, be able to back, get back there but for me what gladdens my heart is the numbers we are doing with the domestic tourism visitors to various tourist sites mm. have grown significantly okay. and so if you put the two together I'll say we are closer to the 90% mark uh, but what we need to do is to build not just resilience but sustenance mm. make sure that we're able to have this as part of the national conversations going forward and be able to say that i mean every year yeah. these are the numbers that we're going to do now mm. it's been driven mostly by a lot of marketing initiatives yeah. a lot of drive with media i mean i know ctfm we've been partnering with you on mm. uh, on your heritage caravan and all those things so it's good but i believe that there's still work to be done in terms of getting the national psyche around tourism. I mean, mm. you know, tourism thrives on several other sectors that we do not control. Okay. Roads, mm -hmm. uh, sanitation, um, 
even the general economic climate and so many things that we do not have direct control over mm. but to have that discussion around the interministerial committee that is in place to say that okay these are the issues that are uh, bedeviling the sector we need to do maybe this number of roads uh, this particular tourist site is showing promise how can we fix that road there's always going to be competition fixing the tourist site road or coco road or mm. the agric roads but that conversation is a healthy one and we are pleased that at least uh, for once, tourism is part of that conversation. Interesting. Now, I heard someone say that the tourism and the hospitality sectors are the most resilient in the world. Do you buy into that idea? I don't. I don't think so. We are the ones that. Uh, I mean, we. I don't know whether they're uh, very elastic. In rather. A, yeah, because what happens is that with the slightest thing, I mean, people can decide if there is uh, insecurity around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you eat at home. So the restaurants will suffer. People, mm. will, uh, if the economic climate is difficult, people will decide that okay, let me cook at home and bring it to work <laughs> versus going to a restaurant. Mm. Uh, if uh, things are not good, if you have your events, they will not come, mm. and so the hotels will be there. So, I mean, if you look at what happened uh, during COVID, mm. where all of a sudden airlines shut down, uh, airports are not working, the hotels suffered massively mm. a lot of people had to be laid off people had to be uh, the foreclosures and all those things but i mean the only good thing is that it's resilient because we'll bounce back mm. but the shocks the immediate shocks yeah. are very sometimes dramatic mm. if there's something that is happening within a certain community people decide that this place is dangerous we'll not go there mm. and that perception will also not augur well for us and so we are always trying to work with national security with the various uh, uh, security agencies mm. in trying to keep that perception of ghana as a safe haven within a west africa sub-region interesting now uh you mentioned domestic tourism earlier and um i wanted to find out from you i know you've been doing a lot to promote that how is it faring really i mean uh we we will say we've, we've, the numbers are showing i mean hmm. once you have some yardstick to measure you can say okay this year we did this next hmm. year let's try and push 20 percent more if the numbers show that then it, it tells you that you are hitting the right spot i mean for example with the made in, uh, make it ghana campaign that city of fm is running um, in 2017 we initiated what we call the see ghana eat ghana wear ghana feel ghana campaign okay uh, we had, and that's where we adored a lot of ambassadors or chairman kwame and the, the team yvonne nelson and co mm. to try and get their people's mindset around eating our own consuming our own wearing our own and all that and so it's taking some time but mm. now if as i go across as i go to offices as i watch tv and see parliament you see that there's a national uh, more or less um, pride okay. in people wearing Ghanaian clothes. Mm. I mean, our president has shown it. I mean, most of the times he's wearing this uh, on Independence Day, he was wearing something made in Ghana. Mm. And so I, I applaud you for that Make It, Make it Ghana campaign because it ties into what we are doing. Mm. And we believe that that's the level of mindset level of mindset change that we need a certain level of consciousness that we need mm. uh, to try and drum home the fact that it's our own let's consume our own let's uh, drink our own let's watch our own let's do things that will benefit local uh, uh, productivity and so far it's showing you mm. go to a lot of the fashion houses you go to 
a lot of the boutiques and you see Ghanaian fabric and Ghanaian attire on display. So we we'll say we are doing well um, in, in that sense in terms of raising the awareness of uh, the Ghanaian consciousness and making sure that people believe that we can wear our own, we can wear our clothes, we can eat our food and be healthy and not always clamor for this uh, international brand. We also have our local brand that we need to promote. Now, you talk about consuming our own and I'm beginning to see a lot of uh, international uh, representation with the kente cloth. I think yesterday uh, David Donta was in the trends for featuring an American movie wearing uh, kente cloth and all the actors and some of the actors in the way in the fabric. How important are these things to the whole promotion of the tourism agenda? It's symbolic. I mean, I mean, and symbolism is also very important. Mm. I mean, when we represent, I mean, for example, in 2019, when we had a congressional black caucus come here with Nancy Pelosi and this. Uh, we gave them these kente sashes. Yeah. When they went back, I mean, the opportunity came with uh, George Floyd's mm. um, unfortunate murder. Mm. And they, they went to Capitol Hill wearing these sashes on them and kneeling down. Mm. I mean, that symbolism is something that you cannot buy because yeah. it was on all the news outlets. It went global, it went mm. viral. And everybody said, okay, kente cloth, where is it coming from? From Ghana. Okay, where is Ghana? So that's, yeah. that's a conversation. And so see people wear it, and now it's become something that anytime we have any of these celebrities come here, when we have any of these ceremonies, that's what we give them. Mm. That take your Kente Sarge, go. And if you visit a lot of places, you see them, if they are not wearing it, it's hanging behind mm. their uh, table and all that. And so it's good. It's a symbolism. But it's also trying to draw attention that if we, for example, uh, take the kente industry as one. Mm. I mean, if you watch, uh, I've been following a lot of the U.S. Uh, schools during graduation. Yeah. A lot of them are buying these searches from mm. Ghana. Oh, no, so yeah, so class of 2023, class of, and it's all monies that are going into um, small businesses either in Bonire or in Abuzuma in, mm. uh, in the Volta region. So this is good that people can start making things that will break into. Uh, and the barriers in the international trade area arena. All right. Now, let, let's go back a bit to the domestic tourism conversation. I'm, I have in front of me here visitor statistics on some selected tourist sites for January. And I see a lot of people are flooding, are visiting the Kakum National Park, Kumasi Zoo, and the likes. W what really is driving the traffic there? I think for Kakum, it's always been like that. Okay. Kakum used to be number one for a very long time. Mm. Um, Partly driven by the fact that a lot of visitors come here, the central region has always been on the agenda okay. because of the the two major uh, forts uh, mm. and castles there, the Cape Coast Castle and the Cape Elmina uh, Castle. So once people go there, if you look at normally, if you tally the numbers between Cape Coast and Elmina, the two combine closer to what you get from Kaku because mm. they'll go to either Kikus or Elmina mm -hmm. and then decide that okay let me have another experience and the, and the other experience within that enclave will be Kakum where you can go there have good food local food and also do the canopy walkway and so Kakum has always been number one mm -hmm. but now we've also seen that a lot of new sites are coming up who are building these canopy walkways so mm -hmm. the numbers may not be the same as mm. it was in previous year although the number has gone up i mean you cannot keep up with that sort of increase so the zoo has also become an interesting aspect for people because 
Um, if you take Ashanti region being the center of uh, uh, Ghana, so to speak, where there's a meeting point of trade and other things, people go there and they want something to do. The Kumasi Zoo is very close, mm. um, within about two, three minutes from the Kenyatia market, which is now a major place. So people go there. Uh, we, we've also seen that there have been improvements in the infrastructure there. Uh, and so that's also may, maybe accounting for that. But it's, it's caught us by surprise, actually, because mm. we've always been thinking that, okay, the traffic is still at Kako. Mm. But now Ebri is also picking up yeah. um, um, uh, Kumasi Zoo uh, did wonderful last year. And I believe that this year, with a sort of uh, approach that we've adopted, we're looking at the Slave Roots project. Mm. So there's work that we're doing now at Paga uh, with the a Picoro slave camp, uh, Sanaga slave market and all that. So we want to start this whole slave roots project where people can go to Salaga, uh, to Picoro where the enslaved Africans were kept and then come all the way down to Asen Prasu, Asen Mansu before Cape Coast. So mm. once that's something that we are trying to deliberately promote. But uh, we were happy that Ghanaians have responded to the call for mm. people to visit Ghana. Uh, we started this campaign of Experience Ghana, Share Ghana. Mm -hmm. We saw the pictures that when you go out there, take a picture, post it, you stand a chance of winning something. And the competition ran for a while and um, it stopped. We, we had to stop it because uh, uh, of the lack of resources. But we, we, we're happy that at least the seed that we sowed at that time mm. has germinated and it's, it's showing in the numbers. Okay, now um, the total numbers for residents, that's Ghanaians who visited tourist sites according to the data is almost 800,000 as compared to about 140,000 for non-residents. Uh, this is like four times, about five times the number of external visitors. Yeah. So what really would you say is working and are these numbers normal for, for following the trend over the past years? Um, I will say yes, but less, this one has gone, the domestic level has gone up. Has gone it up. used to be about uh, 75 to 80% versus 20%. Okay. So if you took 20% of this one, it, mm. it, this is about uh, just around 10%, yeah. percent So it shows that people, local people are mm. now visiting more, uh, which is good because as they say, charity begins at home, mm. and if we can build our own, if we don't need people to come visit, then why do we? Why 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 not do it? If people can visit from Accra to Kumasi to Tamale to Cape Coast, Cape Coast to Paga and all that, then it will help. But for us to do that, we need other sectors of the economy mm. to also respond. So, for example, the road infrastructure to this site, um, railway. Mm. Uh, a few things that are happening that we can um, leverage on will come in to help. But the numbers are trending forward nicely, okay. upwards nicely for mm. us, and we believe that we can we can build on it. Interesting. I see you've made about over five million Ghana CDs for the month of January total uh, per the data that you have there. But then that just uh, whets my interest again to find out how critical you think tourism is especially where we find ourselves now as an, a country with regards to our economy i've said it several times that is a low lowest hanging fruit hmm. not the low hanging the lowest hanging fruit that we can have because i mean i i i visit uh, i engage with other tour uh, tourism boards and authorities mm -hmm. in the sub-region and they they say hey, you Ghanaians, you have it too hmm. why because there's no country in the world where you can have historical uh, uh, infrastructure like what we have 
the forts, the castles. Forget about the slave trade. It's not just the, these forts and castles are not just about the slave trade. Yeah. The trading that was done there, the Danes, the Portuguese, the, they all came here. So there's a way that we can bring them back. You have the historical assets. Mm. Then you have the natural assets, our waterfalls, our parks. Um, and then you go to the specially built facilities like the Kwame Nkrumah Park, the mausoleums, and other things that have been built. And then you have adventure. So if you take the forest and all that, you, 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 you can't get all of these mm. in one location like we have had it. And on top of that, we are also the center of the world where access to different markets is, I mean, six hours you are in most destinations. In Europe, five, in America, let's say 10, 11 hours. Uh, in the rest of Africa, five hours, four hours, three hours, two hours, depending on where you're coming from. Nigeria is a big market for us. They've always been number two for us in terms of arrivals. Mm. 200 plus million people. So we, we are, we, it's something that if we focus on it like we're doing now, mm. And I must thank His Excellency the President for the special interest he's shown in, in our industry and also my, my, my boss, the Minister of Tourism, for his strong leadership. You can see clearly that if we put emphasis on it and effort into it, we are going to make it because it's easy. I mean, for example, we have out of about the 5,500 uh, accommodation facilities that we've licensed, uh, about 70, 80% of it are budget hotels. Mm. So people, somebody has three, four bedroom house, five bedroom house, you can easily convert that into a guest house. Mm. You know, so all of a sudden, uh, a residential property of 10 rooms can become a guest house employing 20 people. Why 20 people? Because you're always going to run mm. a 24 hour operation. Sure. So you have your security, catering, and our people, we don't have the critical mass that we need for, uh, uh, for employment. We don't have that critical mass employable areas. So what areas can we look at? If you go to a place like where Rock City is being built, within even they haven't completed, they've employed almost 250 people. Wow. The last time uh, uh, Sikens was delivering, opening up uh, the Tema Alisa, he said, what he's noted for, when you say Sikens, everybody thinks paint. Mm. But his paint does not employ even a tenth of what his hospitality mm. uh, services employ. So you have Alisa, Northridge, Alisa, uh, Laboni, and now Alisa Tewa. Mm. And we're hoping that we will have Alisa Kumas very soon. Nice. But, but it, it, it tells you that um, these things are happening. And we, we believe that if we focus on it, we try and create some incentive mm. for people to go into the sector. If I walk around Accra, Laboni, Osu, Cantonment, I see restaurants opening up like crazy. Mm. So it tells you that there is there's something that is happening that could really, really help impact the, the sector positively. Interesting. So clearly from what you are saying, the opportunities of expansion and economic impact from the tourism from the tourism sector is endless yes okay now let's talk about tourism and the role you think it can play in national development okay so i'll i'll push back a bit into mm. where the opportunities lie okay for example what we're trying to do is to make ghana the 
hub for mice and by mice we meet in meetings incentives conferences and events okay already we started with december in gh mm. numbers are showing so if you look at december uh, the numbers are coming i mean last december we had about 105,000 people coming and the number of events that were endorsed we had 122 events endorsed between uh, november and december and january mm. and out of it 113 of these events actually took place so about nine events didn't happen like for example the whiskey fair concert yeah. that was cancelled at the last minute and so if you have 113 events happening within a market look at the value chain mm. so you have hotels because a lot of these artists will stay in the hotels a lot of the patrons coming will stay in the hotels you have food vendors you have catering for the event itself so that can also be put in the food vendors you have transportation plus now you have the artist itself almost every artist in ghana worth of uh, uh worthy of mention got performance either the global citizens or at afrochella Nation, dirty mm. rave little havana I can mention the events and all that so what we're trying to do is for people to now see where we are going okay so events what are the opportunities in there a lot of the people who are doing these events are now importing equipment we had um, afro nation bringing in equipment from portugal we had uh, global citizen bringing in equipment from um, europe and all south africa and then nigeria so for people who are interested in um, investments these are areas that you look at because mm. these events now have come to stay but they need equipment they need uh, stage equipment they need lights they need sound they mm. need security equipment so uh, sanitary equipment and all that so for 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 me that's an area that anybody can look at and say okay this is where uh, the opportunity lies for mm. me then if you can look at uh, the general um, uh, tourism sector as a whole we've had a lot of people showing interest in visiting the numbers are there mm. you have 900,000 plus people moving around the country visiting tourist sites but this a lot of these tourist sites are still in the very very basic stage mm. and so it calls for investment a lot of the communities are waiting for partnerships so if you were going to uh, a major fair or you went to Bunsu for example we started a partnership with the Achimabuaka Traditional Council and through that now you go there there's horse riding you have uh, uh, new facilities that have been added on and all that so that's the level of opportunities that exist and because these are not uh, huge investments I mean you could go into it I mean with the little things that you have I mean people are building I mean if you go to Shebata uh, sector alone we see a lot of people now coming out with new brands under the uh, cosmetic uh, sector the fashion industry is also growing people are coming in they want to now wearing Ghana is something that I mean in the past when somebody is going for a big meeting they will have to get their suits but now people are wearing their kaftans they are wearing their things and going out and it's it's okay so I think for us uh, we've, we've more or less created awareness mm. and also shown through numbers that these things can make money these events that we've had now this year we are going to start the endorsement process early and by july we should publish all the 
170 events that will happen in the last quarter because the people have told us that look we need time to plan if you tell us in uh, September that you're going to have a fruit chiller on this date it might not help us mm. give us at least six months to plan so that's what we are going to do to respond to that so back to the question that you asked if you look at national economy and everything if we just focused on tourism as one of the key ones mm. it touches everything sanitation because we need to keep the environment clean mm. if you go to our beaches what are the things that we put in place to make sure that the beaches are clean once the beaches are clean people will go once they go they will spend and once people spend production and productivity goes up mm. it's a very basic economic principle so we need to get people to spend when you're having these events people spend when you are opening up uh, new restaurants and other things because there's a new culture that is growing middle class if you have a country like ghana where the population is very young and it's a growing middle class people are working they are very busy they don't have time to go home and cook so the culture of eating out mm. is beginning beginning to take place i feel like i go i go around i go to uh, the places and i see the seven o'clock you see a lot of people there eating mm. why in the past the wife probably will be home cooking for the husband or vice versa but now they decide let's go have a meal out with our kids and other things so that culture is building mm. the culture of events we've also working with other associations to try and bring in um meetings big conferences i mean for example with the all africa games coming um, we worked, we're working with the loc to see where are the hotels where are the athletes going to stay the people want to come and watch where are they going to stay so it's there's always that opportunity that exists and for me i believe that if you look at what has happened over the last few years in mm -hmm. terms of the rallying cry that we've had especially with the year of return beyond the return and the number of diasporans who are coming in it's 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 a classic case that we can uh, we can look at and say okay tourism has that potential because we've shown it in the numbers in 2019 and in the rebound numbers in 2022 that these numbers uh, can be made and once we are pushing these numbers out i mean it's not just people coming in even the amount of money spent per vista is also going up averagely people are spending 2700 now mm -hmm. uh, per visit so where is that 2700 going is going to the taxi driver's pocket the uber drivers are getting the watches seller the art center people everybody's getting a piece and we are also in a position where Ghana is noted for its arts mm. so if you take the arts and craft market a lot of people are clamoring for Ghanaian art they go out there oh can I get any of these art pieces but it's something that we need to try and um, professionalize a bit I mean if you go to the art center we've been engaging them I mean point of sale uh, machines are not even there so uh, we know that people are also not traveling with cash these days. Mm. So people will come here, maybe you'll change hundred dollars, they'll go there. They'll buy just hundred dollars worth of goods. But if there was a point of sale device there for them, mm. and that's what we've been engaged with, we work with Visa uh, and the Art Center community. That look, let's create all these point of sale for you guys, so that people come, they see these things, they have credits on their cards, they will buy these things. So there's opportunity, and I'm happy that in the state of the nation address, the president. Uh, give us a charge that in May he wants to see everybody around the table for us to talk tourism. Mm. He said rethinking tourism. 
for job creation and national development. The, the work has been cut out for us. It's for us to now bring all the sectors, the tour guides, the tour operators, the restaurant owners, the uh, car rentals, the hoteliers, everybody around the table that how do we move? They complain about multiplicity of taxes, that uh, the climate is a bit too difficult and that's mm. why they have to increase their prices. We have that honest conversation with the first gentleman of the land and see what it will take us because this will be really the first time that you're having at that level mm. this kind of stakeholder engagement and for him to have put it on the calendar for us in May with Kim but I believe that uh, we are we are very confident that 2023 the numbers will, will blow our minds because um, 2022 we looked at the first quarter it started very slow but this year has not started slow at all we've seen numbers coming in i mean mm. as we speak we are different groups i get calls from cape coast from elmina from the northern part of the country from the people are here they, they, they always you get that feedback that people are in town and so for us um we also engaging with the airlines board to see where that can take us because in December we know a lot of people want to come but we don't have enough airlines uh, mm -hmm. we're hoping that uh, the talk of the Ghana uh, airlines that is coming will materialize because if you have a national career even if it's a privately held one it will really really help because when they are off seasons when they are uh, peak seasons we can work with them to see where the numbers are coming from we can tell them uh, what is to expect uh, what they what they should expect sorry so i think we are we are getting there all right my final two questions i'll turn the first one into a one minute pitch and say to every potential investor out there convince them on why they should put their money in the tourism industry and then the second one would be to every Ghanaian, every person in ghana listening to you why should we actively get involved in domestic tourism all right so i'll start with the why we should get involved in domestic tourism it's our own it's our way of life i mean it's Ghanaians are noted for wanting to see things i mean wanting to see our country ghana mm. is the only country we have and so by just going around i mean whether it's to a friend's party or to even a funeral you are putting money in the economy mm. you go there with transportation whether you go with uh, stc or oa or uh, vip that's money coming into the economy you go there you stay in a hotel or you stay you do a homestay you buy food mm. that's money for the farmer uh, as you go there uh, you wear clothes hopefully it's Ghanaian clothes that's money for a fashion designer a tailor a dressmaker so we for us to get to the level that we want to go as a country I believe we need to start consuming our own and the easiest thing to consume of our own are the things within the tourism and hospitality sector food accommodation transportation these are things that i mean if you're going to although we don't uh, have a lot of made in ghana cars they are turned by government to now bring in assembly points here where you can have the cantankers the vw's are now being done here it will get to a point where even the transportation services will all be Ghanaian. and so for me i think domestic tourism there's a lot to be seen we have a lot of attractions a lot of good service good delivery a lot of places to visit and if you do 
in addition to your own personal happiness and enjoyment you are also helping create an economy that we can all be proud of mm. and for investors i mean um, the returns on investment in the sector is quite huge i mean and it doesn't take much i mean we, i know that we have an fdi law that says uh, people have to bring in about five hundred thousand uh, dollars to be classified as a foreign direct investment into the country for Ghana, for Ghanaian investors, you don't need that much. Mm. Uh, Fifty thousand can get you into the sector. Even ten thousand. I know people who have started uh, fashion business with five thousand, two thousand. Mm. Start something. There is a, a sec this is a sector that is growing, is booming. I mean, the, we will bring in the numbers. International arrivals will come up, but when they come, they want to get quantities. They want to get how, how, how much do you need to? Uh, be doing these beats that I'm wearing. Mm. Uh, one is 30 cities. So if you, if you did 20 a day, that's how much 600 cities. So let's start thinking of how we can create our own. And I believe that that calls for that level of investment thinking. People need to think of, I'm an investor, not because I have a million cities or 100,000 cities. But I'm an investor because with my 1,000 cities or 500 cities, I've started uh, a plantain chips business that I've packaged well, that people are buying and sending it out. Uh, I've packaged the plantain chips business or so a food joint, street food uh, that I'm selling, that people who are coming to Ghana wanting a decent place to eat and do it. So it's a low-hanging fruit in terms of investment. Mm. If you compare it to, let's say, a factory, and I always use that as an example, if you take a factory, it's 8 to 5. Tourism is 24-7. So mm. Weekends, the factories may close, but tourism, that's when we are booming. And because we have to operate a 24-hour operation, if we have to employ, for each position, we are doing three people, eight hour, eight hour, eight hour. So that is something that, for policymakers, everybody, let's all think Ghana, make it Ghana, and believe that we can showcase the opportunities that exist and also make sure that Ghana is really at the right place. Currently, the numbers are looking good and I believe that together we can make it even better. Together we indeed can make it even better. Thank you so much for your time. Sir. That was the CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority, Akwesia Juman there, talking to us about how critical tourism is to make it Ghana as part of the initiative that we here at CTFM and CTTV are championing. Thank you for tuning in. Let's connect on Twitter at M. Obudu. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you again. As always, stay safe, stay informed, and bye-bye.